so nice to see everyone. For those watching online, we welcome you. Thank you for joining us this morning. It's a good day to praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Let's confess our vision. We are a strong, growing community of faith-filled believers who live aligned to the Word of God, and we make an eternal impact in the lives of others. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We just worship you this morning. You know, it says, where two or more gather in his name, he is there. So he is here this morning. Amen. And we welcome him this morning. Father, we thank you for your anointing in this place, Father. We just come before you with thanksgiving in our hearts, Lord. And we thank you. We cast all our cares onto you this morning, Father. And we thank you for your presence. We thank you for always showing up, Lord. We just glorify your name this morning, Father. And we thank you for your healing power over us, Lord. For your peace. For your freedom, Lord. Thank you that we have all these things because of what you did for us on that cross, Lord. And we just thank you this morning. Thank you, Father. We worship you. We worship you, Father. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
It's your will that my life is healed. Oh, we worship you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father, that you make a move this morning. Oh, we are expecting, Lord. We come expecting, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Miracles happen when you move. 
take care of some preliminaries and we're going to build our faith some more for healing and then just stay hooked up and stay united with us because we are going to be partaking of our covenant meal this morning and we're also going to be praying for those who desire uh, to, to have hands laid on them for healing and so I would ask that you greet one another this morning before we're seated share God's love with them in the form of a smile if they want a hug give them a hug if they don't just give them that head nod you know the head nod <laughs> from a distance if you have to just whatever they're comfortable with <laughs> welcome them this morning thank you team appreciate you glory to God good morning Good morning, Father's House Family Church. It is Nasha Barton here with this week's upcoming events and announcements, so listen up. First, I would like to remind you about our next Kingdom Couples event, which will take place on March the 19th right here at the church. We are hosting a family movie night, and you do not want to miss it. It is welcome and open to anyone who's willing and able to come out. Um, we're going to have popcorn. We're going to have snacks. It's all free, so invite your neighbors, invite your friends and family. Bring a whole family out for this special movie night. We're going to watch a film entitled Like arrows and i know the title doesn't sound very appealing but i'm telling you it's a powerful movie and we're all going to take something away from it next the teens are going to have a movie night on march the 26th and there'll be more details to come on that but parents go ahead and mark that on your calendars now this is going to be a teen movie night on march the 26th so mark that on your calendars there'll be more details to come on that Lastly, I would like to remind you about our International Rhema Day. We participate.
participate with churches all around the world to give a donation to help keep uh, the Rhema Bible Training Center going strong and also help to keep the tuition down for people who feel called to go and attend the Bible Training Center. So we usually set the offering goal for $300, but this year we're going to take it up to $500. So between now and April the 30th, start saving, start praying, asking the Lord what he'll like for you to contribute to this offering. Bring your offering with you on May the 1st. We'll pray over it together and we'll send it out and we'll believe that God is going to use it to be a blessing in the life of somebody else. Amen. At this time, we're going to call forth Mr. Eric Murphy to come and receive our offering. Let's receive him. Good morning. I think I spiked the coffee this morning at my house with a little extra caffeine. I asked Pastor, I said, does this coffee seem strong to you? And she's like, yeah, a few extra scoops. It really helps. But now I can't, like, I'm all over the place. Thanks for joining us online. And thanks for showing up today. We appreciate that. Those are the different ways you can give. But before we get into that, I'd like to talk about what we did yesterday. And Mr. Ivan, if you can just put up the logo. So that's going to be the fellowship logo. We play on words. We're the, you know, fellows of the church. And I like us being in that boat. And that's Ivan out on the water with his face. <laughs> walking towards Jesus with his hand out. So we're praying he's not going to sink, right? But we're going to color it in. And we're going to put it on some hats and some shirts. And we don't even have to put... What it is, we want people to ask us, hey, what is that? And it's, well, this isn't just a picture. It's being a part of a church. And so that's what we're going to do with that. We'll figure out the colors. But everybody at the brec men's breakfast yesterday that we went to at Alice's last stop, I guess, agreed on that being the logo. So that's what we're going to go with. Um, let me get my notes here. Usually I like to say greet one another, but pastor took that from me, so let me find out what I'm really going to do. I did give out some papers yesterday to get some ideas. Yep, there's us. They put us on our own little corner, but I'm sure we touched some people there. I'd like to thank the praise team for doing what you do. Great job on the announcements, Miss Nasha. And uh, we'll talk about the breakfast. Alice's last stop, there was a person, I think her name was Caitlin. She served us, and she was very good at what she did. And Henry had the opportunity to ask her where she was from. I already mentioned that we're from Father's House Family Church right up the street. She works most Sundays. I said, well, open your window here, and you'll hear us praising. But the best thing about yesterday, we got together. We can talk about anything because we're, we're all like-minded, like-hearted individuals, men. And it, it, to me, it's a safe spot to hang out with guys, and, and you can bring up stuff without being judged, and that's important. But my favorite thing about yesterday was being able to represent this house outside of it. And the guys in their giving hearts were able to bless this person. So she might not come to the church, but she's definitely going to be talking about this church and all the kind gentlemen 
that we have that go to this church. Now, we're missing a few people. Some are on vacation. Some maybe didn't know about it, forgot about it. Maybe they didn't hear. We want to include all the guys. So if you want to come speak to me about being a part of this fellowship, getting on the boat, please do after service. We'll, we'll plug you right in. The more, the better. Iron sharpens iron. Amen? What's next on the agenda? So some of the ideas that we got from the guys, that they like, I guess it all revolves around eating. Because we had the breakfast. I think that's Pastor Jack's favorite thing is breakfast. And, uh, you know, barbecues. And then we had some bowling. We're going to do a deep sea fishing trip on June 18th. We can do another one later in the year in the fall. We had a great time last year, so that's another thing we're going to do. There's a river right here we can cast a line in. Uh, Ivan, he always talks about going to the rocks in Jamestown and, and fishing off the rocks. And I keep telling him, any Friday that you know is going to be a nice morning the next day, when the warmer weather comes, text the guys. Hey, what are you guys doing tomorrow? Can you make it a few hours down to Rhode Island and, and go catch some fish, maybe put the grill? The fresh fish you're going to get, right? So those were some of the ideas. And now we'll get on to the roof project. I just want to speak about the roof real quick. So what we received last week is 135 out of the 400 that we like and expect. The remaining is 15,380 and received 1,620 since the new year. Now one thing about this roof project, we're paying off the roof in this building, but you're investing in the property we, we will be building, building our impact in the community in a new building. The less debt we take from this, the more we build over there in our new place. Amen? So please, if you want, after, above and beyond your tithe, you want to sow a seed, name that seed and pray over that seed. God wants to give us what we want. Amen? So now we'll talk, we're getting into the giving part, and I just have one thing I want to say about people understanding tithes, offerings, or people in the world, excuse me, I'm a little thirsty. I cooked the corned beef last night, and I think I added a little too much garlic salt. All right, so this, uh, I, I, when I was working and driving in a truck all day long, I put it on Sports Talk Radio. And one of the DJs on the Sports Talk Radio was a former NFL football player. He played for the Patriots. And when he was a backup quarterback, his game checks in the 90s were $28,000. So for 16 weeks, he gets paid the $28,000. And the NFL says, well, you can invest up to half of what you're making for retirement. So he says, okay, $28,000. I'll take $14,000. I'll put it in the investment, 401k or retirement in the NFL, whatever they have, I'm not sure, every week. And then they match that 100%. So now he's got $28,000 because he, he sewed in the $14,000. They mashed it. Now he's got 28000 sitting in an account for when he retires. He's living off of 14000 Anybody here live off of $14,000 a week for 16 weeks? Plus if you have endorsement deals or things like that. And then when you're a popular person in town, you, you tend to get things for free anyway. Hey, come say something about this car and I'll give it to, give it to you, the dealership. Well, this quarterback was telling his teammates, 
And a lot of teammates say, nope, I am not doing that. I'm not taking half my salary, half my game check, and giving it away. They're going to steal it from us. They're robbing it from us. So the quarterback said, okay. Well, he's doing pretty good now that he's retired. I mean, yes, he has a job in the radio. But all that money that he had, 28000 so if you think about it, it turns into $42,000 a week. So after how many years he played, I think he was in, in the league between 10 and 20 years, he's got a good amount of money where the other people probably took it and spent it because they were not educated on what to do with their money. And when we're outside in this world and people say, you give money to a church, we're not giving money to a church. We're obeying God's rules because he has a plan for us to succeed, right? So when they want to come at us and say that, we can educate them and say, it's in the Bible. It's in God's word. Do you believe the word? Invest in God's word. word. And I'll tell you, when you don't have finances, but you're obeying God's plan, he puts people in your path to help get you through. And I, I shared a story online about a month ago when we, we had service from home about my brother-in-law, Chris, who happens to be here today, not to embarrass you, but he let me use his car. I started a new job. I had to drive to my new job. A pastor, we had one car at the time. She had to go to her job, and I had to be super early. And since he was working from home, he said, yeah, you know what, Eric, take my car. So two, three weeks, I forget, maybe it was even a month. It was at The time went by real fast. But he was there to help me. I was following God's plan. I was walking in love, trying to do the right thing. We're in the flesh, so we're not perfect, right? Trying to do the right thing, obeying God and tithing. And then I got my, a truck that I wanted. But I didn't have the finances. When I started the new job to get myself there, God put a person in my past, on my side, man of God. And I'm so appreciative for that. So when you walk in love and obey God's laws, that's an investment for our future. And that's why we have to educate other people to do the same thing. Because if you're like that backup quarterback and you're sitting in a nice big house with a pool and a summer house on Cape Cod because you knew what you were doing and you, understand, you understood the investment that you were going through at that time, with that company you, you, you were working for. We can do the same thing because we're part of God's family. We're his children. He loves us. He wants to give us what we want and our heart's desires when we do what he asks us to do. Amen? So the scripture I have, we can put the scripture up there now, please. One last thing. I know I'm going past this, like, don't go too long. I got some stuff I got to do. As you can see, we're going to have a healing service. We had all the healing, healing to do. <laughs> but anyway, it's that coffee. Sorry. So Mark 11, 23 to 25, it says, Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. And he says, I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen, and you have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. What was I just saying? As long as we follow what God wants us to follow and do what he asks us to do, this is his promise. But when you are praying, 
First, forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Those mountains sometimes, people, we put there ourselves. We hold a grudge against something. Somebody wronged us. We're all humans. We might have wronged some people by accident ourselves. We want them to forgive us. We should forgive them. No, I'm not saying you've got to be best friends and have them over for dinner all the time. But don't hold any grudge in your heart like it says right here. That mountain will be thrown into the sea so fast. You'll say, oh, what happened? And the main thing about this, about praising together, coming to church together, being with one another, is that the Lord's going to bless us so much so that it overflows in our lives and then touches the people around us. Amen? We ready to make our confession? Please stand. Now, this is something we don't just do on Sunday. It's in our heart. We think about it, talk about it all week long, even say it out loud, even when you get a penny in the mail. It's still money. <laughs> be more specific. That's what Pastor Gary Cassie says. Be specific about naming that seed. And then, guess what, people? One more thing. When great things happen to you, we want to hear about it. We want to hear your testimonies. I'm a walking testimony right now. I have a friend that goes to another church. I work with him, and he asked... He asked me to go to his men's breakfast, and he said maybe in a couple months I can give my testimony there. I haven't given my full testimony at this church, but I might go try it out on them and see how it goes over first. <laughs> anyway, are we ready? Because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessing is being poured out. Because we are sowers, we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, settlements and estates and inheritances, interests and incomes, rebates and returns. We receive checks from the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received and properties acquired. We are getting our building, lands, houses, vehicles and equipment. God is bringing into our hands great big seed, and we are moving forward in faith in every area of our lives. We command our harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvesting angels, go get it and bring it to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have something to put in the bucket, please do. Name that seed. Praise the Lord. I was just talking to Miss Jean over here, and she got her bonus. Glory to God. Bonus. Amen. Long-awaited bonus. So we thank God for those things. The teens are going downstairs at this time, so our young people. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hello, Mr. Donnie. <laughs> All right, stretch your hands out here, and let's agree together. Father, we thank you. We have such gratitude in our hearts towards you. We're so grateful that you are our father and we are in your family. We are unified together. We're in union with you. And so we thank you that we give out of a place of gratitude and obedience. And that brings the blessing. I thank you that the blessing of the Lord is upon us and it makes us that word rich, <laughs> an abundant supply. We receive it right now in Jesus' name for every family. 
represented here and those watching online, giving online, we thank you for a manifestation of financial breakthrough in our lives this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Mr. Donnie. Do you receive that this morning? Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm so grateful to God, and thank you, my love, for <laughs> sharing with us this morning. Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to hearing his testimony <laughs> in this church. <laughs> Glory to God. I know his testimony, so I know it will be a blessing to many. You know, uh, a lot of people think that you have to have everything together before you open your mouth and testify of God's mercy and his grace in your life. But I'll tell you, if you'll do it, even when you're that work in progress, because we all are, uh, it will just uh, confirm what's happening and affirm your place in that part that God is working in you and, and, and helping you walk it out. And it, it will be a blessing to others and encourage others. You never know where the person on your right or your left uh, is in their journey of faith. And it can bless them and edify them. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So we're going to partake uh, of uh, the covenant meal here in a few minutes, but I want to just spend a few minutes to build our faith uh, concerning that and concerning healing. Uh, I think it's very important that we uh, build our faith up, and we do that by the word of God. The words, it, it says it right in the word, <laughs> that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that word, hearing, implies continual feeding on the word of God. And so that's what we're talking about. Amen. That's how faith comes. Glory to God. Turn to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 11 and 12 this morning. It says, don't forget, and this is Ephesians chapter 2. I might go a little fast. They'll put it up there for you. Uh, don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. In those days you were living apart from Christ, you were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. We've said it before in talking about the covenant that life without God is life without a covenant. Anyone who has no covenant with God doesn't have the covenant rights and benefits and privileges, all of those things. Ephesians 2, 11 and 12 describes what a Gentile is, someone who doesn't know God, to put it in our everyday language. They have no covenant with him. They were living outside of the covenant. Before you and I were born again, that's who we were. Without Christ, outsiders without a covenant. Ephesians says it this way, having no hope and without God in the world. But thank God for Ephesians chapter 2 verse 13. But, <laughs> I love buts. <laughs> 
But now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. We've been brought near by the blood of Jesus and united with him. We've been talking about kingdom living on Sunday mornings and living aligned to the word. And another word for alignment is unity. Unity. It seems like a simple act to open our mouths and confess what we believe in our hearts, you know, that Jesus is the Son of God, He is Lord, He died for the forgiveness of our sins. But that simple act sets into motion (laughs) such a tremendous, a marvelous transformational phenomenon in our lives. That simple act. That simple act moves us from being outsiders, glory to God, living far away from God, and it moves us near to him and brings us in union or in unity with him. If you look at Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, again, I'm going to read it. It's going to be put up there. I'm going to read it fast. Colossians chapter 1, 13. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. One Greek expositor said the word delivered or hapazo in Colossians 1, 13 carries this idea. He grabbed us by the back of the neck <laughs> and snatched us out of danger. Yeah. Just in the nick of time. (laughs) This Greek word harpazo contains passion, fervency, urgency, and action. It wasn't something that, okay, let's, no. It was urgent. It was fervent. He knew what was going to happen if he didn't act. And he acted. The reality of your redemption or deliverance from the kingdom of darkness occurred the moment you received and declared Jesus as your Lord. Yes, it's that simple. You were once far away, but now you are near. You were an outsider, but now you're an insider. I like being an insider. In, in school, for some reason, I can never make it to the insider club. <laughs> I was always on the outskirts of that little insider club. I talked to the people on the inside, but we didn't like hang out. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have the password. (laughs) I was missing that password somehow. And so I love that we are all insiders if we choose to be with God. Hallelujah. No one is excluded unless we exclude ourselves. I love that. (laughs) I love that. And so we were far away, but now we are near. You were an outsider, but now an insider. You were in darkness with no hope. Now you are in the light filled with his hope. Hallelujah. That's your spiritual reality as you sit here today. Now, we got to renew our minds to this, obviously, and walk it out in this natural world. And it's a cursed system. We understand that. So we have to walk it out on this earth every day. So spiritually, we're an outsider. We have a covenant with God. And uh, yet there are many who are born again, Christians, followers of Jesus, good people that love God. But they're just not living or walking in this reality. 
you know, and we may be walking in it in some points, but in other points, we're still working it out. We're still walking it out. And so, you know, sometimes when we don't see this reality in our lives, it's almost like we're living as an outsider. We're like, wait a minute, I thought I'm an insider, but I'm, I'm not reaping the benefits of an insider here. And there are reasons for that. And it could be because, you know, maybe we haven't taken the time to read the contract. <laughs> you know what the contract is? The contract is the word of God. <laughs> Yeah, we may not have read the contract. And, you know, we bought some new appliances when we moved into our house several years ago, and washer and dryer was one. And when we did, they always ask you, now they ask you that for a blender. Do you want the warranty? It's like $4 or something. And I'm like, I'm not using that blender all the time. I'll pass. But my washer and dryer, I'm like, shoot, I'm using this a lot. Laundry never, it's the one thing that never leaves you or forsakes you is your laundry. And it like adds up every day. I'm like, we have a family of two. How do I have all this laundry? And so uh, we bought, they gave us that trifold brochure, you know, the one that I got and stuck in my purse. And then weeks later, I'm like, oh, it's all messed up from all this other stuff. And just throw it in the drawer and didn't read it. Right? Ever not read your contract? Ever not read your warranty? Well, there could be a clause in the warranty that says every year you have to call and have them come out and do some general maintenance <laughs> on the washer or dryer, and then all the parts and everything will be covered for this certain amount of time. Well, if I never read that and I never perform the maintenance, I void the warranty. <laughs> it doesn't work for me. I may have the paper that says, no, it works, it works. No, but did you do what it said, you, your conditions? Did you meet your conditions? No. Well, then we can't meet ours. And so, you know, it's a covenant that we have. And uh, the contract is in the word of God. That's the word of God, doing what he says to do. One of the benefits of our contract or our covenant is healing. Yeah. That's a part of it. Healing is a right. It's your right to be healed. It's your right to be healed. It's part. Yet there are so many who are sick, right? And we can't let that just go unanswered and say, well, you know. And, and a lot of times in our ignorance, because we don't understand that, we may use the phrase, well, I believe that God's trying to help me to glorify him during this season of sickness. Or, you know, well, I think God's trying to teach me something. You know, he broke my leg, so I'd slow down and sit down. <laughs> You've heard that. You've heard that. Because, you know, we don't understand. We may not understand what the Word of God says concerning healing. I can tell you, though, that healing, the author of sickness, is the devil. And God will never use a tool of the devil against his children. Just like I won't use sickness, and I never want to see my children suffer with sickness or disease. And I feel I'm a good mom. <laughs> you know, I'm not the best mom, <laughs> haven't been, but I'm a good mom. And he says in his word, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 11, so if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father Give good gifts to those who ask him. God is not the author of sickness. In fact, he is the provider of healing and health.
It comes from him. Healing is your covenant right. If we look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20, for all of God's promises, 2 Corinthians 1.20, have been fulfilled in Christ with the resounding yes and through Christ, our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. Our heavenly father keeps his promises. He is a covenant-making, covenant-keeping God. And if we'll add our agreement or get in alignment or in unity with him, we'll see those promises fulfilled in our lives, including healing, including healing. We see the promise of healing in Matthew chapter 8, verse 17, which is talking about Jesus. It says, this fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah, who said, he took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. Notice this is past tense. It doesn't say he'll take. It said he did. It's already been done as far as God's concerned. Well, then why are people still sick, you know? And, and we let the, that question just linger there and go, hmm, you know, this is a mystery. Um, it's not a mystery. Uh, and I was talking to someone yesterday, and I fully agree that God gave us physicians in this world. We understand that, right? <laughs> we should go to the doctors when we need to go. You know, a lot of people will throw their medicine away and say, I'm in faith, I believe in God, and they'll die in three months. <laughs> and we'll say, I thought they were in faith, you know, and we'll, we'll start questioning that again. But we need to go to the doctors. We need to see therapists. We need to do those things, what we can do in the natural, and then put our faith, add our faith to that. We have to do the work. God said he's given us power to get wealth, right, in the word of God. Power to what? Get wealth. We got to get up off our seats and go get the wealth. There's work to be done in the natural. He'll give you wisdom on maybe it's investing. Maybe it's what he'll give you wisdom. And then you've got that supernatural supply as well. Same with healing. There are things you, you can do in the natural. You can't sit up and eat, you know, 20 Twinkies a day and then be like, but I'm in faith. <laughs> I'm in faith, you know. Praise the Lord, I'm healed. You know, you'll die of 20 Twinkies a day after about five or six years of high cholesterol, high blood pressure, diabetes. And then people will say, oh, you know, God took them. No, they took the Twinkies that took them. <laughs> they ingested them. And, but we've, we've got to have some common sense and ask the right question. We can't, we can't just say, well, God didn't heal them. There's reasons why. There's reasons, and it's not for us to judge anybody. Well, I'm talking, when I am standing here, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> if there's anything in my body that's out of alignment, there are things I could do to work on it. I'm going to the gym every day, you know. Thank God for my husband, who's making me go to the gym every day, because I'm not going willingly. He's making me go to the gym. But we're going, praise the Lord. <laughs> and we're eating right. Glory to God. So, um... We have to do things in the natural. We definitely have to do that. At the same time, we can build and feed our faith concerning what Jesus bought and paid for and receive that and, and receive the fulfillment of healing in our lives. Romans 4.17 says, 
as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who believed, whom he believed. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus provided healing for us. And, and we just have to do our part to get it. We lay hold of it by faith. Faith is required to live in the kingdom of God. And so to receive the promises offered to us in the kingdom, we've got to receive it by faith. So the just, you and I, live by faith. The just, you and I, receive by faith. Faith speaks. So the just speak in faith. And we see in Romans chapter 4, verse 17, that Abraham was called the father of many nations. He was called that by God himself, before he even had a son. He was the father. That was a promise from God, and Abraham was not ignorant of his covenant with God. He knew full well what it meant to be in covenant with God. And so he knew when God told him, Abraham, you're going to have a son, he knew he was going to have a son. He didn't know how, when, how, you know, he didn't know. And he tried to make it happen with Sarah himself. And that brought on a whole other set of problems. And so uh, till today, we're still having problems because of that move. <laughs> he got right in front of God. Let me help you. Or Sarah, you know, let me help you, God. We think we could do it better. We know how you can do it. And so Abraham, though, did something. God changed his name from Abram to Abraham. And Abraham means the father of a multitude. At some point in Abraham's life, he started telling people, my name is Abraham. He got in alignment with what God said. He stopped telling people it's Abram, you know, the son of, what's his name, that he took with him when he wasn't supposed to, <laughs> his father. He started saying, my name is Abraham. And when people heard that, names meant something in that culture. When they heard Abraham, they heard father of a multitude, even though he didn't have a son. They heard. He started speaking what God said about him. He started telling people what God said about him. Here's where we kind of exclude ourselves from the benefits of our covenant of, you know, including healing and health, because God has done his part. We've got to receive it, and when we receive it, faith has to speak. Faith has to say it. And we spend a lot of time talking about the particular sickness and disease, and again, if we got to talk about it, that's one thing, but then be real careful after we're getting, you know, our treatment and all that, be real careful what we say afterwards. Uh, because then we negate what we're praying for on the other hand. And so faith speaks, it verbalizes. We've got to, agreement is more than just shaking my head that I agree with it. Agreement is saying what he says about me. And a lot of people say, well, it's lying to say I'm healed, my knee doesn't hurt when it hurts. No, God says it doesn't. You're just agreeing with him. You're just agreeing with him. It's just coming into agreement and in unity with him. 1 Peter 2.24 says, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we having died to sins might live for righteousness, by whose stripes 
you were healed. There's a reason that's past tense in there. You were healed. But it doesn't feel like it. I have symptoms in my body. You are not your symptoms. <laughs> and your faith, faith, God kind of faith, is not affected by feelings. It isn't. That's why it takes renewing our mind because that's not how it works in the world. That's not how the old kingdom we were a part of works. The old kingdom says that if you are given a diagnosis, that's who you are and that's your truth. And you should speak your truth every time you get an opportunity. That's not how the kingdom of God operates. They're onto something, speaking the truth. But the truth you want to speak is God's truth. Your truth never changed anything, I'm sorry to tell you. But God's truth will change everything. There's only one truth. And that truth is in the word of God. If I'll align and get in unity with that truth, it will change my life. If I'll speak it, if I'll say it. It's one thing to believe it. Again, we do a lot of, I believe, I believe. What do you believe? <laughs> We've got to speak it out of our mouths. Abraham spoke it. He got into alignment with God and he began to speak that. And so... I like the illustration that Pastor Nancy Dufresne gave uh, about faith and speaking. She said, most people are saying what God says once a week or once per month. Maybe the pastor has, you know, them stand in the church and they repeat after them some great confessions of faith. And then they don't say it again till the next time someone leads them in a confession of faith. And so she said, here's the thing. Uh, God has, provides the power. And our faith is our part. The faith is our part. He provides power to us. And so in Mark eleven twenty three, 23, which Eric stole from me today, it says, we'll have whatsoever God says. No, we'll have whatsoever we say. We say. Nancy said, God already has done his part and provided us with his power to get what he's provided, but we're only moving it towards us once a week or once per month when we say it. Because speaking it brings it towards you. <laughs> That's how we pull it out <laughs> and get it. Lay hold of it is to speak and bring it towards you. And she said, but we're only doing it once a week, you know, or once per month, and that's all it's moving towards us. Abraham was diligent and consistent in saying what God said because he was fully confident that God would do what he said. Amen? And he's our example. So the Word of God says that Jesus took on his body your sickness and disease. Healing is your right. Did you hear me? <laughs> Healing is your right. You have a right to be healed. Healing belongs to you as a child of God and a covenant partner with him. When I say healing of sickness and disease, where you saw in the word of God, it says in the gospels, I think it was Mark, it says he, Jesus, went about healing all manner of sickness and disease. Well, there are five categories of sickness, primary categories of sickness and disease that that verse is referring to. And so maybe you're, you know, suffering from something this morning. It's going to fall into one of the five categories. And you got to know that Jesus healed every one 
of those categories and covered your healing in them. And so sickness or disease that is terminal or incurable, Jesus healed them all. Diseased or crippled, someone who is grievously vexed by demon spirits, someone who is emotionally or mentally affected, a plague like the woman with the issue of blood in Mark chapter 5. A plague is a sickness that repeatedly strikes. Some examples, allergies, athlete's foot, high blood pressure, strikes again and again. Jesus healed them all. Hallelujah. Lastly, someone who is physically weak and who has lost consciousness. They are comatose. Jesus healed every category of sickness and disease. And he's still doing that today. Yes. We're still seeing that today. Hallelujah. Your words on a daily basis will confirm your agreement and will bring about the manifestation of healing in your body. Hallelujah. Ushers, you can go ahead and worship team, you can come on up and uh, let's take our covenant meal together. And as we do this morning, I want to be mindful of what God says in his word in, in Corinthians 11. He talks about examining ourselves. So let's just take a moment as they uh, pass out the elements this morning. When you get it, just hold on to it. We're going to take it together as a family. And so just hold on to it and uh, we'll take it together. As they hand it out, just take a few moments. Don't close your eyes yet until you get it in your hands. And then when you get it in your hands, then you can close your eyes. Take just a, a, a couple seconds here. Examine your heart. Anything that uh, he, Eric talked about, Mark eleven twenty five, unforgiveness. Unforgiveness will stop us from receiving what we need to get from God. Anything that you uh, maybe didn't do exactly right <laughs> this week, it's so easy. It does not take long. It doesn't take long at all. It takes just a few seconds to confess it before God, to open your mouth and say, I repent and I receive my cleansing right now in Jesus' name. I receive it. I receive my cleansing right now in the name of Jesus. God already knows about it. It's not a surprise to him. So take the time and just confess it before him. Glory to God. We thank you, Father. If you have symptoms in your body today, they don't define you. That's not who you are. It's just something that you, you've got going on. Know that Jesus bore them on his body and by the stripes that he received during his scourging and his torture, his crucifixion. By his stripes, you were healed. So receive your healing today by faith and in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 26 to 28, it says, Jesus and his disciples were eating their last meal together before his crucifixion. Jesus took bread, blessed and broken, it says in verse 26, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. 
He didn't exclude even the one who was going to betray him. He stayed in covenant with him up until the very end, called him friend. Come and do what you have to do, friend. Do it quickly. God is a covenant-making, covenant-keeping God. Verse 28, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Father, as we partake of your body and blood this morning, we know this is a representation, a representation. And so we thank you, Jesus, for coming here willingly and for walking among men, being that example, and then willingly giving up your life to complete the assignment that our Father gave to you. Part of your assignment was to purchase, to snatch us out from the dominion of darkness and to bring us under the dominion of our Father. And oh, what a plan. Oh, what a plan for man. We thank you that you endured the suffering for the joy that was set before you. And so as your body was tortured, and bruised and beaten beyond recognition. Because of that, we have healing and wholeness and health available to us as part of our covenant with the Father. And so this morning, as we partake of the body, the bread, we declare that we are healed and whole by the stripes of Jesus. Every sickness and every disease must bow to the name of Jesus that's above every name. And right now we partake and receive the healing that's been appropriated to us in Jesus' name. We thank you for the body. Go ahead and take the, the wafer this morning. Glory to God. And thank him for it as you do so. Thank you, Lord. I come into agreement with your word. I come into alignment with your word right now. And I speak to my body and I say receive healing and health right now from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. It's been bought and paid for for me. And I'm not leaving it on the table. Glory to God. And Father, as we partake of the blood, I thank you. <laughs> we partake of the cup this morning. I thank you for the precious blood of Jesus that still flows for us today. We thank you that we can stand right and clean before you, that without the shedding of blood, there was no remission of sins. But, <laughs> oh, Jesus, you came and you bled. You shed your blood for each and every one of us. We receive our cleansing. We receive the provision that's in the blood. I thank you for divine protection. I thank you that our hearts are protected. Our minds are protected. Our bodies are protected. In the name of Jesus, we receive the blood with thanksgiving this morning. Go ahead and drink this morning.
thank him for his precious blood. Hallelujah. Once you have done that, stand with me. Glory to God. Ushers, you can move this pulpit for me. Glory to God. Come on and thank him. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, I thank him for his body and his blood this morning and the covenant that we have with him. And this morning, I've asked mom and dad to come. Come, you can come up here with me and help me. Now, we're just human beings, just like you. Regular old Joes, <laughs> just like you are. But when God tells you to do something, he equips you to do it and empowers you to do it. And when you step in and do it, there's a grace and anointing that comes upon you along with the grace and the anointing that's in you. And so uh, they've been praying. They prayed last night. We're prayed up. We're ready to minister this morning. And so if you have any type of sickness in your body, any discomfort, I ask that you come to the front this morning. But come in faith. Come believing that healing is your covenant right. You don't have to leave the same way as you came in Jesus' name. Amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. Just come on right up here. Bless the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Anyone else who wants to come? Now's your opportunity. Come on up. Glory to God. Glory to God. Bless the name of Jesus. Bless the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Bless the name of Jesus. Oh, Romosa Nemandro, no mombrande lebreche Nemandro, cosondo robosita, lebrando rosoto. We believe that when we pray, that we have what we pray for. Amen. Glory to God. Do you believe it? You believe that Jesus is the healer. Amen. It's not man, but it's him. Do you want to sing that song?
<laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Let's go uh, back to uh, back here. Glory to God. Glory to God. We're going to come to you. Is that okay? Thank you. Glory to God.
possible with Jesus. We'll stay in agreement and stay aligned and in unity with him. Everything in our lives will come into divine order. We can try to put things in order in our lives, but there's nothing like divine order when he does it and he helps us to do it. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you for coming this morning. Thank you for making your supply of the Spirit available. And for those who had hands laid on you, we stand in faith and we stand in agreement with you for a full manifestation of healing in your body this morning. Those who are watching online, we just believe God for you for any need that you have. Those who maybe you don't need healing, but there are other things. We just come into agreement with you and we believe that God is the God who there is nothing impossible for. So we stick with him. <laughs> we stay close to him. Amen. That's who I want to be an insider with. The God of all gods. The king of all kings. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you for coming. Have an awesome day in the Lord. We love you and we'll see you soon. Thank you, team.